This is Talk O Tuesday. I'm Alex Padilla. I'm Alex Regler. The Lakers beat the Denver Nuggets on a tight one tonight, Alex. The Lakers win 105-96. The Lakers are now 18-3 and and still have the best record in the NBA as far as my knowledge goes. Mm-hmm. Alex, how you doing today? I'm, I'm like the Lakers. I'm a little under the weather. But, um, yeah, that was a really good game. So uh, it made me feel a little better just watching that yeah. and kind of happy they were able to pull it out there towards the end. How are you? I'm doing very well, man. That was a great game to watch. That was a fun game to watch. It was a little different than Laker games have been because the Lakers tend to be a little bit on the higher scoring end. I know they did score 105, but a very close game tonight. And I'm just looking it up. The Bucks also have an 18-3 record. But still, the Lakers have the best record in the NBA. Um, lots to talk about, lots to dissect. And like we do, we, we've been lucky. We've done, I think this is our fifth or sixth one mm-hmm. where the Lakers play on Tuesday night. And we come on right here and we start talking about it, um, instant reaction. And we talked a little bit off uh, air, I guess is the radio term. <laughs> and we, we we both thought that the defense was the story of the game tonight. Obviously, the, to keep a team in the NBA under 100 is rare. They do it to the Denver Nuggets. And it was Anthony Davis at the end of the game. He locked down Jokic. He locked down Murray. Uh, he was just incredible. He continues to be, in my opinion, probably the defensive player of the year. Uh, what about you? What stood out to you besides is anything but the defense, or is it really the defense that stood out to you? I, I Yeah, I thought it was the defense and their ability to kind of bounce back after that tough start to the third quarter where Denver kind of went on this really hot run and cut the lead and even took you know, cut the Lakers' lead and even took the lead there towards the end of the third quarter, and they were able to kind of bounce back and respond and then carry that over to the fourth quarter. Um, that's not hard. That's not easy to do. Like this, that's really hard to do, especially in a place like Denver. Especially when multiple guys on your team were reportedly sick, and we just got a report that AD got an IV at halftime, and then came back and played that second half. So, not the best circumstances for this team, especially against such a tough Denver squad and in Denver, which is always really hard to win. So I'm I'm just impressed that they were able to kind of respond back. And like you said, that defense toward the end of the game was just really, really impressive. So the Lakers are tonight was the first of a back-to-back tomorrow. They play at Utah. So if there's any news, if you're listening on Wednesday throughout the day that we may not talk about, that's why we're here recording on Tuesday night. So we don't know if someone's going to take a rest day tomorrow or today. We don't know if someone's not going to play. You said AD needed an IV second half. Might be a good day to rest them. I'm not sure what the Lakers are going to do yet. I will keep refreshing Twitter. So just to get that right off the bat, um, let's just just go from there. But I wrote this down on my notes as I was watching the game. And I just put I just wrote poor Jokic because <laughs> Jokic had it's it it's a thing that I really haven't really thought about. But when the Lakers go up against a big man like Jokic, Jokic has to guard AD. JaVale or Dwight all game and then he has to go on the offensive end and go up against Dwight JaVale and AD all game like no one really has that kind of height and matchup like the Lakers do in the front court and it caused Jokic such problems today maybe in the box score it may not show but he looked tired at the end of the game he looked like he didn't really have a lot of you know bounce and you know he's a big guy at the end of the game but I thought that really made a difference because you almost neutralized Jokic 
by triple teaming him with three different guys up front. And that really stood out to me. And when Davis is playing at the level that he's playing, not only can he go and guard Jokic, he guards Millsap, he can guard the perimeter. Anthony Davis was incredibly impressive. But that trio against Jokic tonight, that really impressed me. Yeah, that's a really good point. Like when you have three guys, like you mentioned, and you're able to kind of switch them out and give a guy like Jokic three different looks, like three different guys he has to kind of match up against, that's def- definitely going to wear on your legs and wear on your body through the course of the game. And for a guy like Jokic, who's not in the best, you know, physical shape of like other NBA players, like that definitely wears on you. And I think that I'm not sure how much credit we should give the Lakers defense in that because I think he's kind of been a little absent all season. Like we're not really sure what's going up with him or not, but. I mean, going against guys like AD for like 35 minutes of the night, like that's not going to help. And we saw towards the end of the game where he had a really like clutch ISO position against AD and AD just blocked him. Like he just like destroyed him in the post. So yeah, yeah, like I I think that's definitely an advantage the Lakers have that other teams don't. Like they just have all this size in the paint that even if their guys get beat off the dribble at the point of attack, they have these three guys who kind of, just contest everything at the rim and and tonight was a really good example of that the lakers scored 60 points in the first half against the number one defense the the number one defense in the nba so far in the denver nuggets but then the second half was a completely different story they only scored 45 it was a definite struggle there in the fourth quarter their shooting was not great their free throws were bad today 20 of 30 the jazz or the nuggets only missed i believe one free throw tonight so Kind of a struggle on the free throws. Definitely a struggle on the three-point line, going 7 of 24. Not as good as the Lakers want it to be. But, again, the defense, and it's been what they've been talking about all year long. Uh Defense, defense, defense. And it's really good to see when they needed it, when the Nuggets made a run in the third quarter, ended up taking a lead after being down 11 at halftime. The defense shut them down and came back, took a lead, and never gave it up again, which was really impressive. Yeah, definitely. And I think the, like you mentioned, the three point shooting, that's something that's just been like a talking point all year with this team. And it still hasn't, they're still towards the bottom of the league in terms of three point percentage. And on a night when you're not making your threes and you play a team who shoots a lot of them, you really do have to be physical and you really do have to defend and hit the glass and rely on other guys to score. And tonight they really got that with their bench points and like, they outscored Denver's bench 42 to 26 tonight. And that's huge. Like multiple guys were huge off the bench. If it was Rondo Caruso, even like Dwight was, I thought this was one of the better Dwight games in a while. Like he's kind of mm-hmm. not besides disappeared. His free throws. Yeah. Besides the free throws down the stretch, uh, he's kind of not, not disappeared, but kind of floated these last few games and not looked as impactful as early on. But tonight we kind of saw that Dwight we saw earlier in the season and, he definitely made a huge impact with his physicality, and that kind of helped uh, counteract their their struggles from deep. I thought. Yeah, it's it's one of the games too where, like you said, the bench really took over, which is a rarity for the Lakers. So that's a good sign because today Danny Green had a bad game, going two of twelve from the field, Oof. one of seven from three. That's bad. KCP looked like the old KCP. <laughs> He only scored four points tonight. JaVel McGee, obviously McGee, Howard, you kind of, you know, give and take on that relationship. And Kuzma only scored six points tonight. And another thing that we talked that we wanted to talk about was something that we talked about in the offseason a little bit is what is the ideal 
quote, death lineup for the Lakers to close out games in games that are this close. And it <laughs> the way they finished the game, <laughs> this is who they had on the court. A.D. LeBron, Danny Green, uh-huh. Rajon Rondo, and Alex Caruso. And I don't think anybody would have ever signed up for that to be the, the closing lineup of a Laker game. But it worked until Caruso got his sixth foul. They put in KCP. And even then, you put in KCP and not Kuzma. It was a, it's a very interesting death lineup that, that Vogel went with today. And I said it last week, and I think the week before that maybe, is how Vogel is managing these rotations. Today, Quinn Cook didn't get on the court, but Troy Daniels played 10 minutes. And we've seen that in last week where it was Daniels didn't play and Cook was playing 20 minutes. So Vogel's rotations are not making any sense to me. But you can't. <laughs> but, but listen, he's 18-3. and three. That's the best start uh-huh. for an NBA coach in Lakers history. What, he like, was tied. He was tied with Pat Riley at seventeen and three. I took a picture of it <laughs> because they put it up on the screen. Here it is. I know you can't see it, but I'm going to say it. The f- best record in the first twenty games of Lakers head coaches all time: Pat Riley, seventeen and three in nineteen eighty one, nineteen eighty two; Bill Sharman, seventeen and three; Phil Jackson, fifteen and five in two thousand; and Kurt Rambis, fifteen and five in nineteen ninety nine. But there he is, Frank Vogel. With a seventeen and three record, tying Pat Riley and Bill Sharman for the best start of any Lakers head coach in the history of the Lakers. I mean, I mean so what you're saying is he's he's better than Phil Jackson and Pat Riley. Like it's confirmed, right? Like we can uh, just end that argument now. Frank Vogel's the greatest Lakers coach of all time. Of all. Time. <laughs> no, my point is that like he's doing all these things that you don't really expect him to do, but the results are there. So you can't really. And I know you, we could, we're going to talk about schedule later, but you can't really complain about anything he's done so far this year. I, I mean, we can't like it's like like you said, like we can. It, there are definitely questionable things, like how much he plays Rondo, his like use of Troy Daniels and Quid Cook, and his rotations and all that. And we can complain about all that, but at the end of the day, this team just keeps winning, and whatever he's doing, whatever lineups he's putting out there, just somehow kind of seem to work. And I like. There's a reason I think he deserved to win coach of the was it coach of the month or coach of the week right. Taylor? Coach of the month. Coach of the month. Yeah, like he, he's deserving like his ability to kind of play with this roster and put guys in positions that we might have like issues with but somehow work. Like I mean, he also only lost one game in November. Pretty easy. Yeah, yeah, for thing sure. to give it to him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we could always like say like hey, he, anyone with LeBron and Anthony Davis could have a good team, but I think it takes a really good coach to get those guys to buy in defensively and to get the whole team to accept these roles. And I don't think any, just like any coach off the street can do that. And I think Vogel deserves a ton of credit for what he's done so far. Um, Something that I really noticed today, which I think the Lakers haven't dealt too much with, with a legit team coming back at them because they've obviously had a very soft schedule. But something I, I noticed is, how this team just doesn't get shook. And yeah, they lost to the Mavericks and and they just got, you know, they got outshot that game. The Mavericks were on fire from three, but they just don't ever seem to be shook. And that's the difference between this Laker team that's 18 and three on the season and last year's Laker team was they were so young and so reliant on LeBron James, whereas this year they have veterans that you can count on, which is a big difference, whether it's LeBron, Anthony Davis, not Danny Green tonight, but it can, you know what I mean? It just kind of keeps going for. It's like who's going to step up tonight, and I really noticed that. And I don't. And I know this this December schedule is going to get crazy, 
but just the veteran leadership of this team and how there seems to be no panic in them when a team makes a run after being down 11 at halftime it's just really really kind of encouraging to see for the long term definitely like i was nervous watching that game like down the stretch but like something that really like popped out to me was how composed everyone was for the lakers like the the lakers you know they they don't really push the pace or anything so they always kind of look composed lebron kind of takes his time to dribble off half court but they weren't panicking like in those final two minutes defensively they locked in they made the right decisions like offensively like they gave it to ad the ad he missed like an easy bucket that he should have made lebron dunks it they their hustle got them free throws like they did everything needed to secure that win and it is one of the few games, if not the only game this year, against a really good team. I guess against that Dal- the Dallas game in overtime earlier in the year. But this is kind of their first test in winning on the road against an elite team. Like, Denver's really good. And they kind of just did it, like, not easily, but they in the final two minutes, they just kind of stomped on Denver's neck and just took that win. And that's really impressive. And that's something they have to do a lot during this trip, probably. Uh, just checking out the Twitter just to make sure I'm not missing anything for Wednesday's game. And this is already being called the AD flu game. <laughs> I mean, he was fantastic down the stretch. He really like, was like uh, he, I thought he was the biggest part of that win. Like I thought Caruso's rebound was huge. They already got those free throws, but AD forced Jamal Murray to make, to miss. And then he blocked Jokic earlier, like we mentioned, and then uh, contested Murray without fouling down the stretch again. Like he, he really shut down Denver's offense and just is so disruptive. And I think he really is, if not the defensive player of the year, should be one of the leading candidates, I think. it was. Uh, I was watching the game and I was like, that's an interesting sweatband. Anthony Davis doesn't really wear a sweatband on the, el- on the, on the elbow like that. I noticed that too. Yeah, now uh, it makes sense. It's because he took an IV. Can yeah. I petition for Anthony Davis to take IVs at every halftime for the rest <laughs> of the season? I, don't, like, I almost feel like that shouldn't be legal. That's just cheating. Uh, no, yeah, definitely. And I, I saw him on the bench, like, coughing and sneezing a lot. So I was like, oh, crap, he is sick. And then LeBron, after the game, said there's six or seven guys. I don't know who he was mentioning that were battling with flu-like symptoms. So that locker room must be, like, a hazard zone a or something. Cesspool. I mean, maybe yeah. the Lakers maybe the Lakers should do what the Patriots did this weekend in the NFL, which is take two separate planes, one for the sick players and one for the healthy <laughs> players. Just quarantine them all. Quarantine every single one of them. That, that'd be a smart thing to do. All right, let's work a little bit backwards before we get to the upcoming Lakers schedule because I know you wrote something. By the way, I'm Alex Padilla at AlexPadilla86. It's Alex Regla at AlexMRegla over there. Alex also writes for SilverScreenAndRoll.com and other websites, but SilverScreenAndRoll.com primarily. He just wrote something about the Lakers' tough, 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 tough December schedule that we will get to because it's a very important month for the Lakers and to see what kind of team this team really is. We'll get to that here shortly, but let's work backwards a little bit real quick. Still talking about um, Tuesday's game against the Nuggets. Uh, once again, the Lakers won 105-96. I wrote down – well, I, don't read, I didn't write down. I just went crazy like everybody else on Twitter about Alex Caruso's dunk in the first half. Like every game. Like he might only score four points, but two of those, two of those points are going to be some crazy-ass dunk. He, he just changes the energy of the game. Like, those dunks, like, they really just jumpstart, you know, your your viewing experience and the guys on the bench. And, like, I, I don't, like the first thing I do when Crusoe dunks is I always, like, look at the be- bench's reaction because they just, 
fall over. They're having like so much fun, and he really does add all this energy and is like the definition of like this grit and grind type player. And I think, like you said, two baskets, but like were huge and really like momentum shifters. And I thought his rebound down the stretch where he got like smacked in the face was like another big possession that mm-hmm. they like you got to make those plays to win games and i think that's why he's always in like at the end of the games most of the time and i think vogel is starting to trust them more and i everything he does is like working out like he's not going to score a ton of points but again he led the team in plus minus like or he tied with anthony davis in terms of plus minus on the night and plus 11 in 15 minutes like this is what he does like whenever he's out there he does things that help the team and like those dunks are just like gravy at this point. I don't think I don't think the refs know how to how to officiate a game with Alex Caruso in it because he's sneaky athletic. There's no way Alex Caruso got six fouls today. The refs just don't know how to call it. I, I don't know. How, yeah, he's he's like Michael Jordan out there. I don't know how you call greatness like Alex Caruso. I don't understand what the refs are looking at because yeah, I mean Alex Caruso may not look it, but you're right. He's up there with Air Jordan. So. <laughs> Um, also in the first half, Dwight Howard shot a three. I hope I never see that again. <laughs> yeah, this game was weird. Like, I don't know if that was, was like weird. because of a flu or something, if he was one of the few guys that were sick or not, but that was something. Speaking of flu game, this is also the AR flu game because Alex Regla's got a little something, something going on. Dude, the Lakers are very contagious. I can I caught something just watching them tonight. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it was from the Seattle trip or what, If it's because it's starting to get cold over here, but... Yeah, just I feel like every or because I work at a school and those students are always mm, sick. Maybe one of them must have got me sick. I don't know. But let's put up a poll question when we put up the link. Who had who toughed it out more, <laughs> AD or AR? I'm going I mean, with I, you. I have to get an IV during this podcast, so I'm like not you sure. didn't you didn't have to. So I think you're toughing it out more. Uh-huh. I'm just saying, and I haven't heard a single sneeze yet. So just saying, playing pretty well over there. So far, so good. What was the most surprising haircut that you saw today? Dwight Howard's purple <laughs> hair or, or Kuzma going uh, clean cut again? I, I When I saw Kuz, I'm like, oh, this is rookie Kuz. Like, this is like, this is the start of it all. Like, I remember when Lonzo cut his hair and everybody yeah. made a huge deal about that. Like, how is he going to fix his jump shot and how he's going to be able to see better? And I thought the same for Kuz tonight. But unfortunately, he kind of had an off night once again and... But I, I, the Coos thing, the Dwight, the Dwight, he's had that hair for a while, right? Like the little purple. He's had that hair, but is it the, the, the purple, has the purple been there? Did I just not I notice I feel like, it? no, yeah, I feel like it's been there, but. Maybe uh, it's because the white jerseys, it just kind of just stood out a little bit. It. But I thought the Kuzmo with the little like V in the, in the back, back, like, yeah. yeah. It's, you know, it's probably Puma. Puma's like, Kuzma, what else can we do today? What else can we do? <laughs> All right. Those are the only stupid notes that I took today, but the, the, in the first half, I just thought it was, we talked about it already, 29 bench points in the first half. If somehow the Lakers bench can put up those kinds of numbers, like 42 points tonight, I know Kuzma comes off the bench and it would be great if you can average 20 points a game, but it's the other guys that really need to step up, the Howard, the Rondo, the Carusos, the Daniels, whoever's going to play. So that would be an encouraging thing, especially here in the month of December, um, because that was a really, really good start tonight. So yeah, so what how do you feel about Rondo's game tonight? I don't know. I always like okay, I know here on silverscreenroll.com that everybody hates Rondo, and I'm not you know I'm not the biggest fan, but I mean Caruso's playing a lot. So it's not like I can really complain mm-hmm. too much. Like you tell me. Like what's 
this season specifically, not last year. I know he was bad last year. This season specifically, has Rondo been that bad? I, I think it's not. It's okay that if the answer is yes. I don't know what – or is it just because is it other guys that we want? Do we want to see Cook instead of Rondo? I, I, I think there's – it's like a really complicated question. Like I don't think he's like – like I'm not going to say he's bad. I just think he's not used at the best like possible weight. And I think he's not as good of a player he used to be. And I think his weaknesses are really glaring, especially when you use him kind of the way he has been used, like with LeBron – I think kind of really magnifies those weaknesses where he like tonight there's a good example when he caught this he caught this pass from AD and he basically had a layup under the rim like but he chose oh, to yeah. dribble it out instead and for whatever reason passed it out and I think Danny Green had a shoot a contested three because he didn't take the layup like little things like that like <laughs> it was one example but just some like he kind of messes up your spacing and there's a reason like he's always wide open from three and thankfully, he's making them this year. Like, he's, yeah, he's at 48%. Yeah. yeah, like, it's crazy number. So, like, there's good and bad to his game. And I think tonight was a really good Rondo game. And I think we should give him credit when he does play well and not always just kind of focus on the negatives because it's really easy to focus on the negatives. Like, he's not a great defender anymore. But mm-hmm. I thought tonight he did a really good job facilitating, especially when LeBron was, like, not on the floor. So uh, I'm not going to say he's like the worst player in the league or anything like that. I just think that he has to be put in a position like any player to succeed. And I thought tonight was just a really good game overall for him. Yeah. I it's, I don't hate his play as much as others. And maybe I'm just not seeing it. Maybe I'm not even focusing on Rondo. Maybe that's what it is. I think a lot of people focus on what he's doing where I'm just really focused on like what AD's doing and what LeBron's <laughs> able to do. Or maybe I just sound dumb and people are like, dude, are you are you not seeing it? Is It's so clear and obvious that Rondo's just not the player. He shouldn't be playing 20, 25 minutes a game. He played 25 tonight. I And I don't know. It's kind of hard because the Lakers keep winning. So it's kind of hard. Like at this point, we're just nitpicking at the moment. That's the way I see it. I mean, it worked when he was hurt and it was Caruso and Cook. And now it's still working when it's Rondo, like against better teams so far. So. I don't know. It's 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 it, it's kind of a it is a tricky question to answer. I guess he's the conundrum. He was like uh, him and KCP were the guys that everybody hated, but now KCP is playing well too. We're a fickle uh, fan base for sure. Like <laughs> it's yeah. a very uh, "what have you done for me lately" type of fan base where we are just so used to winning, and it, we haven't really had that in these past few years, and we do kind of look for these scapegoats and Rondo's an easy scapegoat and one not saying he's not guilty of, or he's not doing anything bad. Like he's not, I, I would argue like we always early on, we talked about how we wanted Caruso to play more than Rondo. Like we both said it, like everyone said it. And, but like you said, Caruso is playing. So as long as Rondo's not taking substantial minutes from Caruso or another player, like my question is when Avery Bradley comes back, then how does Vogel handle the Rondo Caruso minutes? Yeah, that's going to be very interesting. My thing is with this, with Rondo and Cook and Caruso, how can we get LeBron to play less and still be effective winning games? Because if LeBron's not going to rest, you know, him playing 37, 40 minutes a game, that's a lot of minutes for someone his age with the amount of minutes on his legs. So that's my biggest question is how can we – limit is there a way to limit lebron playing as much and still winning games 
then I don't know if we're gonna ever gonna get the answer to that because LeBron seems very determined to go out and prove that he is still LeBron James all year. But that's kind of what worries me the most is I know he just had the longest off season of his career, mm-hmm. and I know that he's he says he's incredibly healthy and and I know he takes care of his body, but I would love to see a 34 year old LeBron James play a lot less than 38 minutes a game. It it would be nice for him to get a day off soon. Like I don't know if that's gonna happen on this trip. Like it's tough like games every single night, especially on the road. But yeah, like that's where a guy like Rondo could be a benefit. Like he could handle the ball a lot. We know he likes to do that. He can pass, he can play make. We saw that tonight. The thing is, like I wouldn't you kinda wanna stagger him and LeBron's minutes more then? Like so LeBron could get a rest and Rondo could do his thing. Instead of them two kind of battling for the ball in a half-court possession and things get kind of muddy. But yeah, I mean, that's one way Rondo can actually be a benefit to this team by letting LeBron get a few minutes on the bench and have somebody somebody else create for the team, I thought. Yeah, that would be nice. It, that's that's really, I think, when I think of Rondo, and obviously Vogel has shown that he's his rotations are not always going to be the same every game. So tonight, Cook didn't play. I'm really not worried about... Cr- cook and rondo i'm worried about how can we minimize lebron's minutes that's so to answer your question in the longest way possible that's what i think how can we make how can we optimize lebron by playing less minutes if rondo is going to be in there to be the primary ball handler so okay on silverscreenandroll.com you wrote about the lakers december schedule obviously they're one and one so far this season you had a ton of little tidbits in your article Obviously, in November, it was a very easy schedule. They played three games versus teams above 500. They played 15 games Uh the whole month. So, in December, they said it on the broadcast, it's the toughest schedule in the NBA for any team in December. What makes it so hard? So, you know, long story short is those... So, that's that November schedule where they only played those teams three times or whatever it was. Uh, they have to play nine teams this month that are over 500, tonight being one of them. And then they also played Dallas on, on last Sunday where they lost. And coming into this month, they were the, the team with the fewest games against teams over 500 on the season. So they've definitely had you know one of the lighter schedules. I know there's a big like argument in terms of strength of schedule and stuff like that. And Lakers Twitter and NBA Twitter and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, a game's a game. you got to win. Uh, a win counts just as much against uh, the Hawks and it does against the Nuggets. But this this month's going to be really tough because they also play nine games on the road. They play a back-to-back tomorrow. They play another back-to-back later in the month. So not a lot of chances for rest. They have to travel a lot. Like It's a ton of things that isn't really beneficial to a team, especially when they're sick. Like I just read a tweet that half the locker room is sick, supposedly. So... I don't know. Like this, this if that's the really... way they play, half the locker room sick. Then that's awesome. Uh, yeah, like so. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's not going to be easy. Is what, like the main yeah. point is like it's going to be tough, and I think it's going to be a really good test. And a lot of times these kind of hard months really bring teams together, and we'll see how they respond. Like tonight was a really good start. I thought to to that. So the Lakers play seven of their next eight games on the road, which is crazy. Uh, they also, what we talked about before we went on air, is are their next two games are in places where they do not play well historically. To, to On Wednesday, if you're listening to, they play tonight against Utah, and they play Friday at Portland. 
Um, we all know the troubles that the Lakers have had with the Blazers recently, and it's it's been well documented. So, besides the 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 team's health with sickness, with the toughest schedule in the NBA in December, this is one of those months. It's not make or break. That's not the right term. But it's one of those months that's going to show us what this team really is all about. So it's going to be very fun to watch. Hopefully the results continue. You also had a quote from Anthony Davis in your article saying that the team's goal is to not lose back-to-back games this season, which is a very lofty goal to not have a single losing streak all season. But that's really going to get tested here in the next eight games. I mean, so far so good. Like that today was their first chance, one of their first chances to do that, and they came. They stopped that losing streak tonight. Um, but uh, yeah, like it's it's gonna be really tough. Like you mentioned, they play Utah tomorrow, which again another another place that's really hard to win in. The Lakers know that firsthand. And then Portland, which has been a killer, and for the history of you know, if you're a Laker fan, you know how hard it is to win in Portland. Like crazy stuff always happens in Portland, and they just never get a win there. So they have a lot of games against tough competition, against in places that are hard to win at. Like these road games are hard no matter what, whoever the opponent is. So it's going to be a really good test, and I'm kind of excited to see how they respond because these are teams that we could potentially see in the playoffs. Like a Dallas series is definitely possible. A Denver series is definitely possible. A Utah series is definitely possible. So these are teams. I like that... the way they matched up against Denver tonight. So did I. Will I. Take, I will take that in a playoff series for sure. But I, Denver's I, second in the West right now. Yeah, I think their size tonight really, I, I would feel encouraged about in a seven game series that they would just wear on Jokic. And I thought the rebounding was good and defensively. And so I, I feel pretty good about that. Um, I kind of want to see how they play against Utah like this time around. Like they beat them earlier, but. I want to see how Utah responds. So it's a good little preview, I think, to what the playoffs could be. So uh, Utah is the next game. I guess we could just do a little preview. I mean, it is tonight. So uh, Donovan Mitchell leading the Jazz, 24.5 points a game. Rudy Gobert, who's always a monster in the middle, 13.7 rebounds. Of course, the new addition of Mike Conley. He leads the team in assists with 4.6. So another tough matchup. Back-to-backs in the NBA, don't care who you are. It's a, it's a, it's a tough thing, no matter what, no matter who you're playing. So... It's going to be very interesting tonight to see who, how the Lakers look, especially if they are all sick or half of them are all sick. Yeah. Um, we do it every every week. We talk. The next time we talk to you guys will be Wednesday, December 11th. They will play three more games at Utah, at Portland, and home to the Timberwolves. So pretty interesting on Portland, too. We get to see Carmelo Anthony versus mm. LeBron James. And then Minnesota, obviously, Carl Anthony Towns. And all those guys over there. So it's going to be an interesting next three games. Um, I said they were going to go one and two, and they go two and one. I believe you said they were going to go two and one this last three games. I'm going to be positive. No, wow. you know what? No, you know what? I'm going to be negative because it seems uh, to be working. It seems okay. to be working for us. One and two again. Why not? It seems to be working. What are, What are the two losses? They're think? going to beat Utah. Oh, wow. Okay. They're going to beat Utah. And I think it's the Portland game. I think just at Portland, there's something about them. And then the Timberwolves matchup is a tough matchup too. So uh, I think one and two, hopefully two and one. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm going to kind of stick with my usual and go two, to, two and one. I, I'm not sure about tomorrow. Tomorrow seems really tough. Like Utah's been getting beat up a lot lately. Mm-hmm. And I think 12 you, and nine on the season, they've lost two in a row. And they've been getting blown out 
So I feel like they're really, really going to want to get a win tomorrow. And then if the Lakers are sick and having to travel to Salt Lake, like it's just not a fun plane ride probably. Like the weather isn't going to help. They're going to be tired from tonight's game. I, I think tomorrow's going to be a tough one. Uh, I think they might lose that one. And I think they're going to beat Portland and beat uh, Minnesota. Okay, sweet. There it is. We never agree, but yet one of us is always right. So hopefully Alex is right, not me. Um, thank you for playing sick tonight. I appreciate it. <laughs> I know that I did it one week, and it sucks to talk when you're all nasally and coffee, and all you want to do is shut up. So I appreciate that, man. Yeah, man. And uh, like, I don't know if you want to say it over the show or not, but I uh, just want to congratulate you again oh. on your uh, like a personal thing that you told me off the air and just yeah. I, I got engaged. It's cool. You can say I got engaged last <laughs> week. It's all uh, good, man. I yeah, man. That. I, that's huge. I'm, I'm, you know, very happy for you. And I definitely hope a lot of people online congratulate you and stuff. That's a huge, huge deal. I appreciate that, man. Thank you very much. And I hope by the time I talk to you next week that you feel 100% and you're back. I'll try. Like, no promises. I'll you know, definitely try. Hey, you know, I've. Uh, you can order IVs now. Or is that just in Vegas? For hangovers. Uh, I don't know. I'll try. I'll, I'll see who AD's uh, hookup is or something and try to order myself one. You got to get on that. Uh, do you know what you're going to be writing next week? I know la- I know that it was a, a bit of a struggle to figure out what you were writing during the, the holiday break, but do you know what you're going to yeah. focus on? Yeah, yeah. So Friday, I'm previewing the Portland game. So I'll have a preview of Portland's game up on the site. I'll, you know, include it. will be a bunch of stats about what to look for injury notes and any other stuff that we need to know before the game cool well the lakers win 105 96 um they out rebounded the jazz 56 35 that was massive tonight the three point their three pointers and free throws were a struggle but the, the bench 42 points to the nuggets 29 so a pretty good overall defensive effort tonight by the lakers we will talk to you guys next week when the lakers are about to play i already forgot but we'll talk to you next week (laughs) alex thank you so much man i hope you feel better thanks man